0: Before I start the sermon this morning, I want to let you know that I'm doing one of my narrative storytelling sermons today. So when you hear me talk and speak, I'm speaking as a character called Grace Hill, and I always want to be honest about um, what I'm doing and who we are. I'm sure you remember the stories I've told you about my fat mama who lives down in Hades, Chasm, Alabama. She was one of them special women in my life. Now, she was a talker, a bad singer, a prayer, and she was probably one of the nosiest women that lived in Hades' chasm. She was always running around like a chicken with her head cut off, but she got more done than any woman I've ever seen, all the while keeping that beehive hairdo perfectly starched and teased up. You know, they say in the South, the taller the hair, the closer to heaven. (laughs) And Fat Mom must have been standing at the pearly gates, that's for sure. Her house was always spotless and always had the smell of something delicious cooking on her big old kitchen stove. Now, I don't think I ever told you, but Fat Mama had a twin sister, Mary Sue. Now, they were not identical twins, that is for sure. Fat Mama was a bigger lady. She called herself Big Boned. And Mary Sue, she looked a little like Olive O from the cartoon uh, Popeye. (laughs) Mary Sue kept her hair real short in a cute little bob. Now, Fat Mama wasn't too fond of women with short hair. Now, she never told Mary Sue that, but she'd whisper it to anybody else that would listen. (laughs) Mary Sue and Fat Mama was as different as night and day. Fat Mama wore her moo-moo house coat pretty much all the time and her slip-on white kids, except for on church days. Now, Mary Sue had never married, but she was more of an adventurer. She wore pantsuits and high-heeled shoes and worked in an office down in Atlanta where she lived. Fat Mama's house was decorated in a more of a vintage yard style style. Mary Sue had a decorator that did her house. Mary Sue had a roommate named Karen. They'd been sharing a house since right after college. Sometimes Karen would visit when Mary Sue came. But for the most part, Mary Sue would come alone. You see, I could always see whispers when Karen came. And it took me a while to figure out that Karen and Mary Sue were more than friends. Now, I can tell you this, Fat Mama didn't approve of that. (laughs) I could tell it in her body every time Karen came to her house. Took me a while to figure all that out, though. One summer when I had just turned 16, Mama let me drive down to Fat Mama and Fat Daddy's for the annual homecoming dinner at Fat Mama's Country Church. Now, if you've never been to a church homecoming, you surely have missed something special. Right, Pastor Kenny? It was a day filled with singing and praising God, and preachers would jump and shout and spit as they called on the Holy Ghost to get in their bones. All the women in Hades' chasm would spend all day the day before cooking up their very best dishes. You see, they had to try to outdo each other. See, cooking in that little town was just one of the few ways women got some acknowledgement, got noticed. There would be church casseroles and peach cobblers and pies and fried chicken and baked ham and barbecue and everything else in between. That right there was my favorite part of the homecoming. The dinner was held on the church lawn under a big white tent. Now, the beehive hairdos were stacked to the roof, and people were dressed in their Sunday best, and even the people that had moved away from Hades' chasm would return just for homecoming day. The Sunday of homecoming, Fat Mama was in the kitchen cooking and running around with sweat dripping everywhere. Meanwhile, I sat on the porch having coffee with Mary Sue. Mary Sue was quiet, but when she talked, when she talked, she had something to say. She wasn't real domesticated. And she had no interest in the things that women in Haiti's chasm like to do. She and I both sat there in the breeze overlooking the beauty, looking at the world that God created, drinking our coffee, and enjoying a moment of silence. Now, we could hear Fat Mama banging stuff in the kitchen. Because, you know, what we were doing, sitting out there doing nothing, was not what she liked us to do. Finally, Mary Sue, Aunt Mary Sue, and I left for church a little early. Fat Daddy was going to drop Fat Mama off when the cakes cooled because she didn't want her icing running. When I got to church, I sat out back with the friends I'd made in Hades Chasm over the years. We were talking and laughing and trying to get caught up on stuff before church started. What we were really doing was eyeing all the stuff that's putting out under the tent. See, the women of the church were standing around, fanning everything, trying to keep the flies from landing on all the stuff while our mouths were watering, as we plotted how we could sneak out of worship just a few minutes early so we could get in the line first before all the good stuff was gone. (laughs) As everyone started arriving, the women of the church, they gathered underneath the big white tent. You see, the, the the women's Sunday school class was not meeting that day because the women were in charge of the meal. As I said, Aunt Mary Sue was different than Fat Mama. She wasn't interested in hanging out with the women under the tent. Sunday school started, and I was sitting there waiting for Fat Mama to get there so I could help her unload. I had no idea where Aunt Mary Sue went, but I I really didn't worry about it. She's a big girl. When Fat Mama arrived, I helped her her take all her dishes and cakes and pies out of Fat Daddy's truck. You know, Fat Mama was known for her cooking, so it was important that she bring her best today because it was for Jesus. As we were unloading, she said, Where in the world is Mary Sue? I swear that girl never changes. Even when we was a kid, she'd run off any time the women's work needed to be done. She burns me up. Fat Mama said to me, huffing and a puffing. (laughs) Fat Mama told me to see if I could find find her and find out where in the tarnation she was. You see, now I understand that Fat Mama was a little ashamed of her sister. She wasn't married, but lived with Karen, you know. She wanted to be sure that Aunt Mary Sue didn't bring any more embarrassment to the family because, you know, in a small town, People talk and judge. They judge anybody who's a little bit different than what they think they should be. And Mary Sue, Aunt Mary Sue didn't hide who she was or who she loved. She was quiet, but like I said, if she spoke, you listened. As I walked down the halls of the church basement where I found Mary Sue, I blinked real hard and thought, oh Lord, Fat Mama's going to have a cow. There sat up front center right in the men's Sunday school class was Aunt Mary Sue. She was laughing and drinking coffee and the men were all talking to her. The teacher that was visiting was talking about the Good Samaritan and how people on the road to church walked right past that man. As I went to grab hold of Aunt Mary Sue to tell her Fat Ma was a steaming because she wasn't helping under the tent, that teacher kept on a-talking. I whispered that Fat Mama was a-looking for her, but Mary Sue said, I need to hear this little bit first. Lord, Fat Mama was madder than a wet hen. But see, she had to stay calm in front of all her church folk. She is mad about her going to that men's Sunday school class, I can tell you. That just wasn't acceptable down there in Hades' chasm. When we all entered the worship space that day to worship, I glanced out the window. I could see Aunt Mary Sue walking around the creek that ran down the back of the church. I couldn't help but watching her and hoping that fat mama didn't see her. She found her a big old rock and sat with her eyes looking up to the treetops. And I suspect she was a praying. And every once in a while, I could tell she was Shedding a little tear, but you know, Aunt Mary Sue didn't seem sad. I thought, well, maybe that's how she had church with God. You know, we're all different. That Mama, she's up there a-singing and a-raising her hand and shouting. And there's Aunt Mary Sue silent, looking up, admiring the wonder of God's world. Well, eventually Aunt Mary Sue snuck back in the back door. And eventually we all wound up sitting underneath that tent at the same table as that preacher. As we was sitting there, Fat Mama said with her sarcasm, well, Mary, where you been all day? I was a missing your help under the tent. Now, Aunt Mary Sue looked at Fat Mama and just smiled and took her a big old bite of peach cobbler. And she just simply said, well, I was learning about Jesus. And she shrugged her shoulders. She had learned a long time ago not to get Fat Mama fired up when she was already mad. The preacher that day said, now, Miss Mandy, that was Fat Mama's real name. Sometimes we all need something a little different. I suspect that this cooking and stuff is what you like to do. Miss Mary Sue here, she had a craving to learn about Jesus today. And I think she did what was best for her spirit. So don't you be bothering her about helping under the tent. She was right where she was supposed to be. Next thing I knew, we all let everything go and we filled our bellies on that good food and then we went inside. When the southern gospel groups that were there began to sing and the praising began, Lord Fat Mama was a sitting and shouting and praising the Lord and I looked back and just smiled at Aunt Mary Sue. You see, they both loved Jesus, but they met him in different ways. They met him in different ways. Now that I'm getting older and can reflect on Scripture a little bit, I'm drawn to think about what I know about the Gospel of Luke. You see, in Luke, Jesus turned the world upside down. He broke down boundaries by inviting the leper the blind, the dirty, and even women and children that didn't even count in the census. He invited them all to come, to come to him. And when they came, he knocked down those boundaries that kept people on the margins and gave them a full seat at the table of God. Thinking back on Fat Mama and Mary Sue, I can see that Jesus was working with both of them. Fat Mama loved the church, and she loved her neighbor, and most Sundays Fat Mama had already already worshipped in her garden before she got to church. When that lawyer in Luke chapter 10 asked Jesus, Who's my neighbor? Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan and how the priest and the Levite were on their way to do the Lord's work, and they just walked right on by, right on by that broken man. Samaritan, he was the one that stopped and picked him up and helped him. Now, I've seen Fat Mama help more people than I could ever be able to count. But I think on this Sunday, she got all caught up in the show of it all instead of focusing on Jesus and on Jesus' love. You see, she got mad because Mary Sue should have been helping her. She was just a little bit like the priest that day, caught up in something somewhere, being something instead of noticing the beauty all around her. Mary Sue, well she knew what she needed. She needed to listen and learn and be filled with God's wonder. On some days I act like fat mama, I bet you do too. And on some days that mystery of God will grab me in the quiet and I'll stop and listen and I'll take in the miracle of God's love, just like Aunt Mary Sue did that morning. Truth of the matter is, you see, loving God, loving your neighbor, loving self, it leads us to wholeness and well-being. It balances us out somehow in our faith when we let it. This god love in us, it heals It sees, it touches, it validates, it wakes us up. You know, I sure am thankful because Fat Mama taught me about the doing side of God. And Aunt Mary Sue, she never said much about God, but she wasn't too scared to be herself wherever she was. And she taught me about the being still part of God, about listening to that little bitty whisper that comes when the trees sway and when the brook bubbles by and about listening when a teacher teaches. We're all a little bit like Mary and Martha from that scripture. We're a whole lot like Fat Mama and Aunt Mary Sue. Today, I'm just thankful for what I learned about God's love by watching all of them. But you know something? There was something special about Aunt Mary Sue. And there was something special about Mary in that scripture that teaches us all God is right here. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.